Good evening, everyone. Today is March 9th, 2020. We are going to be continuing our talk on the healing series. We have been talking for the past four weeks on healing, and that's the topic that I'm bringing up to you between half hour, 45 minutes, but we'll try to keep it a little shorter today. We'll try. Um, anyway, we have talked, uh, we had four talks already. And today we are going to concentrate on spiritual influences when it comes to illnesses and when it comes to healing as well. What power, what part do spirits play in influencing the healing and influencing the onset of illnesses? So we have to think, we've talked a lot about um, case studies, we've talked a bit about mental illnesses, on why we get sick, why the afflictions. Um, so we've, we've talked quite a bit about a few topics. If anyone wants to see the previous talks on um, healing, just come here to Kardec Radio and it's right there on the videos. Just search by healing series, talk one, two, three, four. Today's the fourth. Um, yes, today's the fourth actually. Anyway, so first let's get to the most um, obvious aspect of illnesses. Why, you know, what are some of the things that we get ill or we get sick for? First, there are the physical injuries. Of course, that first, there's a lot of things that just happen here in this incarnation. It's as you're walking down the street and you trip and you fall and you get hurt. Um, they are called most of the time accidents. Sometimes it's really physical abuse to our own bodies. We bring a lot of illnesses upon ourselves with excessive work, excessive stress, um, excessive food intake, excessive alcohol intake, excessive everything really. Um, I like to how beautiful our doctrine is because it never has any prohibition. It's never saying that you cannot do that. The point of spiritism is to really advance our moral and our intellectual um, combination, you know, to, to growth, to a spiritual growth. So it's given that we're going to make mistakes. It's given that we're going to commit a few excesses here and there, a few faults here and there, but it's this constant um, will, willful, willfulness, I guess is the right word, to, to grow. So it's not for anybody to feel guilty about whatever condition they're in, because it's part of the whole growing that we do. Um, so physical illnesses are those that we know, you know, again, physical abuse to our bodies, accidents, excesses, uh, vices, all of that. Most of that can be treated by traditional medicine. And most of those things are temporary. Um, and again, we talked about some case studies on the last one, and it has a lot to do with that. That's the first part of getting ill, the physical illnesses. The second part of illnesses, <clears throat> not being the physical illnesses, are illnesses or anything that has happened um, as a result of a past life, a past incarnation. So a lot of times we, you know, some people are born with a specific need or a specific scar or a specific anything. And it's really is a result that you're still carrying from a past life. So it's a, um, you know, it, it, it's a, again, it's a consequence that you still has some type of work that you have to do. Um, I like the uh, the case of Tito Singh. And Tito Singh is, um, he was a little boy, uh, lived in India, and this was a documented case. 
um, and he was uh, a little boy. He was about, I think, three or four years old, and he lived in this village, and he was always asking his mom um, to bring him to a different village, to another place, and that he really wanted to go there because all his family was there, and he missed his family. So I believe that was 1983. And, uh, and he was always asking, and he was born in 1983, sorry. And so about, he was four years old and he kept asking his mom and he said that he needed to go to Agra, which is a part of, in India. And eventually his mom gave in and eventually he had a chance to, uh, to go and visit and go to this village that he was always talking so much about it. When he was about five, six years old, he gets off the train and I'm just making this a very short, short story. Okay. Um, so he gets to the, he gets off the train and he goes straight into it. He was walking up and down the street because they don't know where he wants to go. But then he goes in front of this, uh, I guess, electronics store. And this little boy who's, you know, again, five years old, he goes into the store and he, he looks at the front of the store and he tells his mom, he's like, this is it. This is my store. Um, I have to go in there. I have to see my wife. I have to see my kids. So this little boy goes in and uh, sure enough, he starts noticing that things have been moved out of place. And he says, well, this doesn't belong here. This is not where I put it. And to make a long case, you know, a story uh, short, he does see the woman and it is his wife and he calls her his wife and you could you know you could you could imagine how uncomfortable that must have been for the lady but uh, so they do some research and he starts saying things that only the wife could know um then again you know the children come and they they, they put other boys other children around to make sure that he would know what he was talking about these these kids like his children and he picks you know, the right children that are this lady's children. So they asked, you know, about this lady, about her ex-husband maybe. And the ex-husband was, um, you know, he had died in, in many years back. And uh, so what happened was they brought the newspapers and they, um, they researched what, the, you know, what happened. And they found out that her husband was shot in the head in front of the store while he was in the car. Well, they shaved this little boy's head and the little boy had the exact bullet uh, scar on the side of his head, the entrance and exit of the bullet. He had the exact scars at the exact locations because they did a, uh, you know, the, the, the whole, uh, how do you say after the, bi not the biopsy, I'm so sorry, I forgot the word. The, you know, after you die and they do the, come on, someone can tell, help type, type it up for me. Not biopsy. I know what a biopsy is. It's just this is almost the same name. Um, so it's the postmortem. Okay. So after you die, they, they try to find out what happened and they measure everything. So it was, um, and then all the details show that this little boy was the reincarnation of this lady's past husband. Um, there are many, many, many cases that are proven. A lot of very um, serious researchers, and there's no way for us to already discount reincarnation. We can't discount that some illnesses are resulting from past illnesses in past lives. A lot of the scars we carry, a lot of the, let's call, I hate to call defect because there's no such thing as defect. We are not defective. God doesn't create any defective products, but I'll say any, any, anything that causes us pain, any kind of disability, autopsy. Thank you. That was the name that I was, uh, Hercules um, gave me the name, not 
Yep, I knew what it was. I just couldn't get the word out. Um, so we are created perfectly. We are created simple. We are creating uh, created free to, to choose. And But we do carry scars. We have to admit that part of our illnesses are resulting from past lives and are, or are continuations to expiate uh, problems that we created upon ourselves. That is not for us to feel that, oh my goodness, I'm doomed now. You know, I'm always bringing bad things because I'm always make, making mistakes. Not really. We're always progressing. So we're today you're the best version that you've ever had. And if you think about throughout history, today's world is actually the most peaceful, the best world that we've ever known. Uh, we can't compare the level of violence that existed 2,000 years ago with the, the, the violence that we see today. Now, the world, as we know now, still, evil still prevails in a way of we are, you know, a, a world, a planet of tests and expiations and atonements. So we are not yet, good does not prevail over evil yet, but we're in this transition. So it, that comes with illnesses, that comes with ailments, that comes with all of that, because we are really at that point where we don't really have to suffer as much as we, as we suffered. We can now decide to make better choices and start this healing process of all of this, uh, this longevity that we've had in all this time. So first type of illnesses are the physical illnesses that we can treat. These are illnesses that mostly, you know, they're physical. We bring it upon ourselves a lot of times, you know, just excesses of all types, accidents, um, eating too much, drinking too much, all kinds of things. The second type of illnesses, we can see a lot of scars. We can see things of our bodies. We can see things that we're born with and there's no nobody in our family that has the same thing. So heredity may not pay, play a part. And we know heredity has, that. that's a whole different lecture. But so these are illnesses and diseases that were acquired in a different lifetime. Then we have the, you know, we have to, Think about the spiritual illnesses, the, the, the karmic illnesses. Those are like, they're provoked by this energetic vibration, the way that we vibrate, and then we kind of attract a lot of that. So each thought, each emotion that we have, sensation, um, anything or, or negative sentiments, they're going, the pair spirit that we have will immediately acquire a more dense, a more dark color. So we, we have to know that a lot of illnesses that we do is also as a result of this negative negativity that we emanate. And then um, we can actually bring up the case of Geronimo Mendonça. Geronimo was uh, an amazing, amazing human being who was a normal child as, as, as he was born. And uh, he started to grow up as a young, you know, young child. And in his teenage years, he starts suffering. He starts coming up with an illness. And eventually he gets, uh, he loses the movements of all, everything from neck down. And the only thing he could move is really his eyes. Um, but this man would continue on to lecture. He would continue on to, to do all that we, any of us do. And he was a very, you know, he was a, a, a man that would actually lay down on a bed and he was brought to different spiritist centers, to different events, to different uh, places. And he would actually lecture as he was, oh, by the way, he was also blind. He also acquired blindness. So you could imagine someone that was a quadriplegic as well as blind and still continue to work. But in a certain time in his life, he acquired a hemorrhage, a stomach, a type of stomach hemorrhage. And 
the doctor was really told, you know, it, it was really something that he would die. Um, he was still young and he was not in good shape, but he wanted to see Chico Xavier. And so they brought him to Chico and Chico was very careful telling everyone to really, you know, be, be very delicate with him and, and give him kisses very lightly because, you know, again, he was, his skin, it was, it was, he was not in good shape. But then, you know, Chico gave him all his love and you could imagine all the kisses that he would get and all the uh, love that he would get. But then Geronimo asked Chico, he said, Chico, um, can you tell me exactly what, you know, what happened here? Like, it, I understand that I don't, I don't have much longer to live and, um, but can you, do you know, do you know, uh, you know, what's happening with me? And Chico said to him too, he said, you know, Geronimo, uh, do you, do you know, do you get it? Do you know why you're, you're the way you are? Did you, why you acquired this illness? And, uh, Geronimo of course said, no, Chico, I don't, I have no idea why. And Chico said, because you accepted the, now this is Deborah speaking, the poor thing syndrome, you accepted that whole thing about people looking at you, people looking at you and saying, oh, you poor Geronimo, oh, look at you, wow, you, you can't speak, and, I mean, you can speak, you can't see, you can't move, and people with this pity uh, would look at Geronimo, and Geronimo started buying it, and his frequency, his, um, his vibration, went down his everything went down the minute that he started to feel pity for himself um his immune system went down he, everything went down so um feeling pity for oneself is probably the worst thing that one can do because you immediately start connecting with different uh with a different vibratory um you know surrounds let's put it that way and that is an opening to whatever spirits will have the affinity with that. And we know that, you know, if I'm a happy person, most of the time I'll have happy friends. If I like to talk, I'll have friends that understand and like my, my talk or they, they also talk or we, we know affinity. Um, if we go to a party as spiritists, we can go to a party and there's people on the corner um, doing whatever they're doing and heavily drinking or whatever it is. And then there's people on the other corner and they're just gossiping about everybody. Um, there are some people on the other corner and they may be dressed extremely provocative. And, and, um, and then if you're truly a spiritist, you're going in with no judgment, but you just can't really fit in because you don't drink. And then, you know, you're dressed kind of like, you know, you've dressed nice and everything, but not to call extra attention to yourself or you also don't fit in with the group that just are gossiping but so this is really the law of affinity you're going to and then you find out that someone that has you know participated in a center across town is there and you're kind of like going straight to that person you're like oh who it is who's here and like they go to a center so that's what we mean by the law of affinity it's nothing extraordinary it's not that spirits are just you know, flying around the air, just saying, oh, I'm going to bother this person this day. Um, it, it's, it's so much complex than this, yet it's so much simple because we really attract what works, you know, with us. People always say, why, do, what's the reason that people change? I like to say people change when something stops working for them because we kind of get into a, um, a comfort zone and then we don't change. But then when pain comes, then we're forced to change, you know? So why am I saying that? Because again, when Geronimo Mendoza, he kind of fell into that whole thought level of poor me, poor thing, then everything 
uh, went down. And then the minute that this, he decided that he was not a poor thing, and the minute that he started that, you know what, I'm going to, this whole, the, the negative thought, you know, interfered in his physical body. And then the minute that he decided, you know what, I, you know what, I'm going to have goodwill. I'm going to really do something about it. I'm going to sing. I'm going to start getting happy. I'm going to play. I don't want people to look at me and see me as a poor person, as a pitiful uh, person. Um, and then he changed that and they went on him and Sheik when they, they started immediately to talk about good things and all of that. And the result of this is that Jeronimo went on to live many, many, many years. He did not die from this and he understood that the connection needed to, that the, why he was connecting with, with this whole vibration um, did not work for him. So he immediately switched and he said, I'm going to start seeing the bright side of things and I don't want anybody looking at me as I'm someone worthy of pity. Um, now we can have compassion, that's a whole different thing. Compassion is a good thing. Pity is never a good thing. And especially if you look at you and you pity yourself, it's time to work on that self-pity and you can have compassion. You can say, wow, I have this that I have to work and I'm going to love myself and I'll win. But if I look at me as, oh, I'm such a, a, a person worthy of pity, then you start your train thought, um, your train of thought will start going into I'm worthless, it, I'm not worthy of good things in my life. So pity, never a good thing. That's why I wanted to say about, you know, Geronimo in this episode. And of course, there are the attractive or symbiotic illnesses, and that's the spiritual influences, a lot of that. That's when you go to the doctor a thousand times for the same pain and nobody finds anything. You go to the doctor because you have a headache and it's not your headache because you are feeling the pain from, from a connection, a spiritual connection, a spiritual influence. Um, <clears throat> we have to remember that a lot of obsessions, a lot of spiritual influences, you know, if there's that, you know, there's that connotation where if you have a clean house, you won't have any, um, any, any rats in it, you know, any, any flies in it because the house is so clean and they really are just coming for uh, nasty leftover food all around. And that's kind of like the same as obsession. If your internal self, if you're vibrating in a good, in a good uh, frequency, um, with love, of gratitude, of helping, of self-love as well, then it's very hard to have a connection with negativity or with any obsessors. It's, it's, it's not as if God, you know, because people say, well, how can obsessors really um, torment someone who's completely, in, you know, living in love? Well, they can't. They can't. And that's the thing. We just have to work. We, we, we give too much attention to the obsessors. Like, excuse me, let's put it, you know, quote, we put too much obsessions on blaming them. <clears throat> See, I said we obsess on blaming the obsessors instead of working on cleaning our own house. Because if my house is clean, someone who's not will not really enjoy being there. Dirties like dirties. Um, clean, cleanses it, cleanliness, enjoys cleanliness. So that's the connection that I talk about. Um, we have to pay attention because a lot of the mediums they believe that it's that it's what they're feeling when in fact they're feel, feeling what a spirit is close by i like the analogy of think about it if you're not a medium if you cannot serve as a uh, medium between a spirit right 
um, and and uh, uh, the voice that he wants to give out. Um, if you don't want to lend your, let's see, your vocal cords, then, you know, if you can't do it, if you don't have the capability to do that, no spirit's going to want to speak through you because you don't have the instrument that they need. So we have to think about it. If you are a medium and you're not studying, you're not understanding your body, you're not understanding why you're always sick, you're always ill, and no doctors can find anything wrong with you. But if I was an ill spirit and I'm ignorant of the fact that I'm even dead, but I realize that when I get close to you, I get close to this one specific person, they feel my pain because, you know, I make this connection. I, they're able to see me or feel me. Um, then I want help from them. I'm going to be closer to them because I think that they notice me. So they may help me. And a lot of the times these are mediums that have no idea that they can help these spirits. And they're just absorbing their pain and their um, call for help. That is why mediums must study nonstop all the time. Because a lot of times we blame, we say, oh, mediums are always sick. A lot of times mediums that are not studying become sick. Um, and it's not because of the mediumship. It's the opposite. It's because they have such capability to help and their tool is not being used. So can the spirits influence us? And we're going to the spirits book, question 459. Do spirits influence our thoughts and our actions? And the answer is their influence upon them is greater than you suppose. For it is very often they who direct both. So it's very important for us to know that. And the rest of the question is, but you have, I mean, the rest of the answer is very clear in saying, but you have to have the right plug for them to be able to uh, kind of, you know, influence you. Because if you're speaking to me in a different language, you're not going to be able to influence me. You can be the best, um, the best speaker in the world. But if I don't have the knowledge of your language, you can say what you want. And I still won't understand. You can't influence me because I don't know your language. So again, if you can influence me, you can have a great argument, but I have to have the plug for that information to come to me. And that's the same thing with spirits. They can absolutely influence and, and they influence all the time. Not only the bad, and that's the thing. People always say, oh my goodness, I'm afraid. They're always directing me then what I do, what I don't do. If I should eat more and keep eating and keep eating. No, but it depends. You see, you may be surrounded by spirits who love you. Spirits that are cheering for you. And then if you open up to them, that's a good thing. So let's not be so fearful of being influenced by spirits. Because I would love to be influenced by Jesus all the time, right? So let's be open to the spiritual influences, but let's pray and let's really be um, protected from who and with who, whom do we want to be influenced by, right? And I mean, whatever you read, that's the material that's influenced your life and doing the things you do. Whatever you watch on TV, that's, have, that's being a, a great influence on what you do. Now think about it, if things, everyday things, influence you, being TV, being radio, being um, books, whatever it is, that's really you. You're part of everything that you read, that you listen to, that you dance to, the places that you go to. So think about it. It's not very different in the spiritual world. If in spirits, they're just people. <laughs> the only difference is they're discarnate. Um, 
So if you listen to your friends, well, you're going to listen to them too. It's whoever you're going to have an affinity. That's who's going to have the power to influence you. Um, and another thing is they're going to influence you only if you are predisposed to that spirit influencing you. That's just sickness. Think about it. You can only get a virus or you can only get um, a, a you know bacteria or whatever it is. You need two things. You need to be predisposed to have that. And you need a trigger. You need either contact with it. You need something that makes that happen, right? Or flourish. You need something. So with spirits and let's say obsessors in that case, well, you need to be predisposed. So you're only going to have obsessors if you had past enemies most of the time. I'm not, of course, that any of my talks is not directed to black and white. Of course, there are exceptions and everything. That's a given. But for the most part, it's kind of illnesses. You need to be predisposed and you need a trigger to get sick with anything. Um, if you don't have the predisposition for diabetes, then you're not going to get diabetes. But if you have the predisposition for it and you have a trigger, which is the onset of the disease, something that you're doing that will trigger it, then you will. So anything, you need both. For obsessors, of course, you need to be predisposed to those obsessors. So most likely are enemies on the past. Enemies by the part of most likely they're here for vengeance. So we can't see them as the bad guys because if we have some contact with them, we can't, most likely we weren't, you know, their prayer people, <laughs> their benefactors. We probably had some negative involvement with somebody who hates us. It's very rare that someone hates us for no reason at all. Um, we're talking about obsessors. And then you need the trigger and the trigger for them to be able to influence you is exactly to connect with the same vibration that they are. So you can have predisposition, you can have people that do not like you in the spiritual realm. However, if you are doing everything right, if you are vibrating in love, if you're doing, there's no way to connect with you. So that's why we don't have to worry so much about our past and really concentrate on bettering ourselves today. Um, and you can have the trigger, but I mean, maybe you have the trigger, but if you don't have any, then any any spirits that are around and they see the trigger, oh, she, there is a girl, I don't know who she is, but hey, I noticed that she started doing some, uh, she started really liking to gossip. So, hey, I'm going to join her. So these are spirits that are not necessarily in your past history, but they just wait for some kind of a trigger to, you know, to come in to you. So, but you had a predisposition um, in a sense of, you know, mostly heavy obsessors, you, you most likely need the predisposition. Um, I know it's a tricky subject and we can, you know, again, talk more about that some other time. But I think you guys get the whole sense that I'm talking as far as the influence of spirits. How do we know what spirits are close to us, especially in healing? If I want spirits of people who want to willfulness, willfulness, uh, with willfulness, help me in my own healing. What do I have to do? I have to create the environment for them to come to me, to influence my body to heal. Um, I will go to the spiritual center. I will sit in a calm environment. I will elevate my thoughts to Jesus. I am going to ask for these spirits to come close and to help me. That is a great spiritual influence, right? And that's an action in healing. Um, if I ask you guys, 
wherever you are, you're hearing my voice, you might be hearing other things, maybe the TV's on, the radio's on. Um, so if I ask you, oh, are you listening to classic music right now? You may say, no, I'm not. If I ask you, are you listening to, I don't know, um, samba music, you know, or African music right now? You may say, no, I'm not. But if I ask you the frequencies for those radio stations, are they around? Absolutely, they're on. But if you tune that channel to that specific frequency, then you're going to hear classical music. You're going to hear African music or the samba, right? So the frequency doesn't cease to be here because I don't hear it. It's still here. So what I have to do is I have to tune in to the right frequency to hear that specific song, that specific channel. So you're here tuned in to me because you created the, free, the, the connection with Kardec Radio right now. Kardec Radio is on, no matter in everywhere. It's, it's on right now. But only those people that chose to connect to that channel are going to listen to you know, the talk today. It doesn't mean that it doesn't exist because they didn't tune into the channel. So that is the same thing with spiritual involvement and influences. If we want to be healed, if we want our bodies to be in, in good shape, we have to make, pay attention and make sure that um, we align ourselves, we, we turn on the right channels uh, because the influences are going to be everywhere. The chances of being good influences versus bad influences depends on the environment that you're you're specifically in. If they're everywhere, but then let's say my whole town is a mess, but then there's a spiritual center in there, it's kind of like an you know um, embassy. It's kind of like an embassy of light in that town. So I can I gotta get out of this chaos once in a while to go into that embassy of light, embassy of healing, right? Once in a while, because sometimes I'm not prepared to bring my own to 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 uh, to clean up the environment around me that will open up to good spiritual influences. Another thing that's very important, and that'll be uh, most likely my final suggestion as well, as far as healing our bodies, healing our mental stresses, healing our psychological um, state that may not be so healthy, um, and as far as spiritual influences, is um, Jesus always said to ask, right? Ask for what you want. And it's very good that the element of prayer will be provided. There is not one prayer in the world that will go unheard. And that is the most effective way to connect and to have that spiritual influence as to even what to do, what doctor to go to, um, what medium that you know, the, the, the healing mediums, there are, there are many very honorable mediums that uh, work with that. There is many people that can give passes and are extraordinary, the results that, you know, you just go to that center and you sit and, and everything is so prepared, everything is so clean, everything is so, uh, and I'm, I'm talking on a spiritual level. So ask and start praying. Give yourself, you know, the self-pass. Ask at night before you go to sleep and if you're ill ask to be taken and to be influenced by good souls as to what decision to do sometimes we don't know if we go to this doctor to that if we take this medicine or not um, we can have the spiritual influence in our life from the right spirits spirits of amazing doctors 
that know our body, that can whisper almost in our ears and say, listen, listen to that, to what that doctor is saying, because he, even though you're not a medium, he is. And I'm actually talking to him right now. And out of his voice is saying exactly what you should be doing. So we have to have this faith as to surrender yourself to God, surrender yourself to his will, and then trust him. Trust him in, in your prayers when you ask, but then you shall seek. You have to do your work. You have to do the legwork. So, all right, everyone, this is my talk for today on the spiritual influences. Let's not think of spiritual influences as a bad thing, as if, if we don't have um, free will, because we do. And we do have free will. We actually use that with the spiritual influence because our free will determines what spirits will be with us. That is exactly what free will is. I determine what spirits, what spiritual influences will be close to my, uh, to myself. So you see, it's it's actually a beautiful thing. I want to be influenced by good spirits. Then I vibrate on their level, very easily connected. And then I want to be, you know, like Paul of Tarsus said, it's. It's not me who works anymore, it's Jesus who works through me. So how beautiful to be actually guided and to do this beautiful work if you're, influenced, if you're being influenced by good spirits. So don't think that being influenced by spirits is a bad thing. That's only a bad thing if you're doing bad things, right? Then the connection will be very strong. I wanted to just say hello to you guys. Let me see who's here. We have Hercules saying hello to us here. Hi, Hercules. He's a worker at our center, Good Harvest in Newark. Uh, Chris Braga, Samantha Cristina, Saul is here watching. Hello, Saul. Uh, we have Anita Sweet. We have Chris. Chris is my good friend. They're from SSB in um, Baltimore. We have Neili. Neili, wonderful Neili is here. We have Nora. Hello, Nora. Nora's got the little hands here the, the prayer hands thank you so much for watching i'm sure there's a few other people by my my cell phone i can't do the, the little thing all the way down for some reason but thank you guys thank you for being here and let me just say next week next monday we're going to be doing our fifth talk and we're going to be talking about jesus heals the blind man and this talk will be based on a few different lectures that i've watched um, a few, you know, some researched uh, research that I did, and we're going to talk about how he healed that blind man and the lessons that we can get from that specific healing. So I hope to see you all next Monday at seven. And if you haven't seen the past three different uh, videos that are past, just search on Kardec Radio. And if you like it, hey, share it. Why not? Thank you so much. And uh, oh, Chris is saying, love you guys. Beautiful job. Hey, Chris, thank you so much. And the uh, Kardec team is here. We're, we do our best. Um, as for me, I'm absolutely going to make mistakes and I ask everyone for their forgiveness. I will try to do best, to do my best. And uh, thank you so much. You guys are the people that keep us going. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.